and welcome to the Corbell CareerCast, the podcast from the Office of Career and Professional Development at the Joseph Corbell School of International Studies at the University of Denver. Today we are joined by Corbell student Laurel Smalley, who will interview Corbell alum Mackenzie Jenikov, who works as an, as an economic development specialist at the U.S. Department of Commerce. Laurel, take it away. Thank you, Rianne, and welcome everyone to the Corbell CareerCast. Today, I am joined by Corbell alum, as Rianne mentioned, Mackenzie Jinnikov. Mackenzie, thank you for your time and for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, we're happy to have you. So to begin our conversation, why don't you tell me a bit about yourself, such as your name, the year you graduated from Corbell, what you studied, and what you do now? Yeah, so um, my name is Mackenzie Jinnikov, as you have both said, I graduated from Corbell the spring of 2019, so luckily right before the pandemic, um, I studied what is now called Global Economic Affairs, um, and I do work for the Economic Development Administration, which is a bureau housed in the Department of Commerce. Um, we are the only federal agency that exclusively focuses on economic development. Um, so I am a, an economic development specialist, but I also wear hats as a grant management specialist and a project officer. And all that really means is I, I manage federal grants that go to um, universities, counties, cities, technically it can go to any organization that is not for profit and not for individuals, but mostly they end up being counties, states, and things like that. Yeah, that sounds like a really interesting position. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about the work you do on a day-to-day -day basis. What does an average day look like as an economic development specialist? And how did you come to work for the US Department of Commerce? Okay. Um, so I started in August of 2020, so right during the pandemic, um, which is kind of how I landed in this role. Um, so maybe I'll start with that question first and then end with my day-to-day -day work. Um, so after I graduated in spring of 19, I was, you know, trying to figure out what to do. I was finishing up an internship and um, ended up getting a contract position working in for a for-profit company doing international trade compliance, which I thought was exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and then I got the job and I really hated it. It, it just wasn't for me, um, which was great that it was contract. So I didn't feel as locked in and just finished my contract and kind of decided I would be moving on to the next thing. Um, but that contract ended in February of 2020. Um, and so, and then of course we all know what happened in March and I was like, oh no, I probably should have just kept this contract position um, because now it's gonna be really hard to get a job. Um, so I ended up volunteering uh, for homeless shelters in the city of Denver. Um, the city actually put up emergency homeless shelters for vulnerable homeless people. So either they had pre-existing conditions or were over the age of 65. And I kind of worked as 
I would say an RA in a dorm, but in these hotels for homeless people. And so that was a really interesting experience. Um, and it was always going to be temporary. So during that, I was applying for jobs, still, you know, more permanent long-term jobs and saw this position for the EDA open up. And the position was specifically for um, a supplemental funding that um, the Trump administration put up for care, for COVID relief. So um, I think my volunteering, which then turned into an actual job with the city for COVID relief helped me get the position. Um, I also think my experience working in international trade helped because with the EDA, we have seven investment priorities that we like to focus on. And one of those priorities is in exports and FDA. So I'm able to use that international trade experience in my role, not very often, but um, I get really excited when I get to. Um, so my my day to day is it's actually really different every day. Um, it is a lot of computer work, a lot of emails. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do feel like a, a, an important virtual paper pusher, um, but it's a lot more exciting than that. You know, I think every job is going to have, have that feeling from time to time. Um, but really what gets me is when I work with our grantees because our grantees are doing really cool things in their communities. Um, and that can be from trying to connect employees with employers who, you know, need workers in this labor market or working with a university who's trying to connect small manufacturers with the experts at their universities to help these manufacturers upscale. Um, and so EDA gives grants to try to facilitate these different projects. Um, so that's, I work with them a lot and then they do have to report to me. So letting me know how the progress of their grants are going. Um, and so that will be a narrative, letting me know the activities they're doing to budgets, um, which I didn't mean to find a job that looked at budget so much, but I did. And it's totally fine because it's a, a great skill to have. Um, and then, but then it's also EDA will get new funding opportunities. So when the Biden administration came in, we had more funding opportunities. So part of my job is looking at applications that potential grantees are sending in. So I have to look at those applications and make sure that they're eligible for the funding, make sure that their projects align with what EDA, like our priorities, like the investment priorities I mentioned. So make sure they align, the project aligns with those um, and just make sure the organization has the capacity to maintain a federal grant. Um, so that's, so it varies. I know it's kind of all over the place. Um, but so that's really what's cool about my job because I see these applications come in and then I work with the grantees to check all the boxes, dot all their I's, cross all their T's to make sure they've done everything that the, a federal grant requires just to get the grant in the first place. And then I help it get to the post award, which is when they actually get the grant. And then I help facilitate the award continue 
from making sure they follow all the federal regulations and policies, and then just to make sure that they do what they said that they're gonna do. Yep, thanks for that great explanation. I think that's definitely a testament to how not every experience has to be perfect and not every experience, especially in, in a career sense that every experience doesn't have to be your ideal job, that it can also teach you what you don't do like and what you don't like. So that was great to hear from you. Um, it also sounds like your work is incredibly worthwhile, both working within the US government, but then also working on these sort of external relations and external grantees. Um, so that sounds really, really interesting. So as is there any uh, interesting assignment or project or grant that you want to highlight that's really representative of your work? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot. So it's hard to say specifically. Um, but one I actually, oh, I was mentioning is one that was taking place actually up in Fort Collins, our grantee is up there. And they are really identifying in, in potential employees in hospitality, retail, and construction, which as we know, if you're in tune with the economy at all, you know that those sectors are really suffering with labor. And so they really tried to find connections to employees, to employers in their communities and have just watching the steps that they go to identify this. So they actually found um, that having an outreach person personnel who is bilingual is really helpful in connecting those dots. Um, so that one's been really cool. Um, the other one I mentioned, I guess I already kind of mentioned them because they're my favorites, but is a university in Missouri who's working with manufacturers to help upskill and scale up what, what they can do and trying to connect them with the, you know, university faculty to really help bring that expertise in that they may, that the manufacturers may be lacking. Um, but something that's really interesting in that is what the grantee found is that these manufacturers, yes, they want the expert help, but they really weren't in a place to get it because they didn't have the amount of skilled labor that they need. And so that goes kind of back to the other project I was talking about. Um, and so the project kind of had to realign with what they wanted to do with what the needs were of the community. And so just going through that process with them was really motivating to see and just how involved the university was to try to help these manufacturers in the community um, and really just in the economy in whole. And, you know, you hear about these trends in the news and things like that, but seeing them on the ground and seeing what people, like what they were really facing was really interesting. Um, but another project I'm involved in which is a little different, but it's something that I had the opportunity to do working for the federal government is I'm in a federal an inter a federal intergovernment agency working group. So I have a biweekly call with people from different federal agencies with the initiative of helping rural childcare. Um, it's something I knew it was an issue, but it wasn't until I became a mom myself that I knew what an issue of childcare was, especially after the pandemic. And so having the opportunity to work with other people in the government on these issues that I'm passionate about has been really rewarding. Um, and hopefully we can move the dial on something. 
Yes, that sounds like incredibly rewarding work and congratulations on your new baby. So transitioning a little bit to another topic, for me, at least as a student who will be graduating in June of this year, what do you recommend for students with regard to the hiring process? I know you mentioned your transition from a contract worker to then volunteering and, and then coming into the U.S. government. But I'm curious what you think graduates should focus on or develop as they are still a student uh, that would make them a good candidate for this role. Yeah, so I would I really loved my Corbell experience. I really dove into it Um, in undergrad. I worked a lot off campus. And so when I was in graduate school, I really wanted to focus on getting involved in my graduate school. And I think that really helped a lot. Um, But I also took opportunities of internships. So for my degree, I was required to have one internship, but I ended up having, I think, two. Um, And both of those were in very different fields. I also did the certificate of um, corporate social responsibility. So I had a trade internship at the World Trade Center, which got me super jazzed on trade. But then I was able to have an internship in CSR, corporate social responsibility, which really were pretty different worlds. So um, so something I would say to someone graduating is make sure and do that. And I know when people are about to graduate, if they don't have a job lined up, it's really scary. But I didn't have a job lined up. Up and a lot of my cohort didn't have jobs lined up. And I think that was a great opportunity to continue doing internships or even contract work because you could, I just really benefited from trying to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like. So when I worked at the international trade job, it was a corporate position. And I also learned that I didn't like the corporate world. I wanted to do public service or work for nonprofit, um, even though you might not get paid as well. I, I just need that. I need that impact for my day to day. I wanted to make sure I was doing something good for the community or the world and not just, you know, paychecks of people in high, high places, if that makes sense. Um, So I would just don't be scared if you don't have a position and don't be scared to take a contract position. And something I didn't say before is the contract position I had, I actually Um, I met my boss for the position, um, through a networking event and he knew I was trying to get experience and more experience in international trade, but didn't have a position for me. And since I didn't have a job lined up, I actually offered to intern for free just so I can get some more professional experience. And he ended up paying me $20 an hour for that position. And that's what led to the contract position. So it was something that, you know, it wasn't advertised for. I didn't apply for it. I just put myself out there. I offered to work for free, but it wouldn't have been for free. It would have been for skills on my resume to help get to the next spot. But then that ended up becoming at the time a pretty well-paid position um, and gave me a lot of tools and skills but also the knowledge knowing I didn't want to work for the corporation. I mean, it was invaluable in many ways. Yeah, that's a really interesting narrative just in the, uh, I guess, a testament to networking and how both your soft connections and hard connections can really help and aid your professional career. So as a final question for you, Mackenzie, I'm curious if you would change any part of your Corbell experience, as in what 
recommendations? Are there specific, again, specific courses or professors that you would change or try and see more of um, that you would do differently in your Corbell experience? I, like I said, I really dove into grad school. I worked in the Dean suite. I just really tried to take opportunities to get to know my profession, my professors. And I do think working on campus helps allow me to get closer than just in the classroom. Um, so I wouldn't change anything. Um, I kind of was sad to graduate because I loved my time at Corbell so much. Um, but I would say really, utilize OCPD. I think I went to see Rayanne and Mira several times for every time I would apply. I think actually when I applied for this position, I took my resident maid of Mira and she was like, there's really nothing I could change. And which was great to hear after going so many times. Um, so I would take opportunities, get to know your professors. I don't, I mean, each class and professor is very specific to where you want to go. Um, and some of them I loved and I learned a lot for that moment, which helped get me to where I am now, but it wasn't really specific to this. It just helped lead to that trajectory. So I would just say, get involved, go to all the events, go to OCPD, network, maintain connections with your cohort, as well as the cohort above and below you, because you never know when you're gonna come in contact with those people again. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you, Mackenzie, for your comments. Uh, it's really exciting to see and hear how your experiences at Corbell have really shaped your professional career, at both at the US Department of Commerce and in your positions prior. So it looks like we've run out of time. But again, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Uh, I think I can speak for all of our listeners and say that this has been a really interesting conversation. So thank you, Mackenzie, so much for your time and for your willingness to answer my questions. I'd like to add my thanks to Mackenzie and to you also, Laurel, for interviewing Mackenzie um, for this conversation. This was really, really fun for me. I, I remember Mackenzie working with you over the time you were a student and even after you graduated, uh, watching you uh, make your way to where you are now, um, following you on LinkedIn. It, it, it's just such a pleasure to see you doing so well. I don't know that you mentioned um, in the conversation just now that you're in Salt Lake. And I think that's important for folks to know too, that you're working for the US government outside of DC, um, which I think is um, maybe sounds unique, but there are so many opportunities all over the country to work for the, for the, uh, the US government, not just in Washington. So I just wanted to make that note too. So again, thank you both. Uh, we hope that all of you listening will join us again next time on the Cordell Career Cast. Take care. <laughs>